Yeah, hi, John. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. Merlin. How's it going? Oh, mm. hi, Merlin. Oh. My allergies are mostly better. You know what? I, I, I give up. I didn't have an allergy attack. I think I actually had a cold. I am having one of those right now. A cold. Well, let's not call it that. No, don't call it a comeback. You, you see, you see the um, real estate agents staged <laughs> my house, and they filled it with flowers. No. Oh. And so for a couple of days, I was walking around like, <clears throat> what's wrong with me? And then I realized it was... The house, they had brought me dead flowers, <laughs> and they uh, they were live when they came. But mm-hmm. I killed them with my energies, and then They're, I got uh, them all. What are they called? Cut flowers, or were they plants? Were they yeah, planted they were flowers? Mm, no, they were like um, well, they were real estate flower arrangements. So some of them were like you know, I I think there was a little bit of myrrh, mm. uh, maybe some eucalyptus. Mm. Other flowers of different kinds, smells. There were <clears throat> a big thing of lilies, which smell a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, I got a sore throat. Uh, and that's, now, always, that's the start for me. Yeah. And for two days, I've been like, I don't have a sore throat. No. In fact, I do not. And I do. And uh, it's allergies. It's allergies. Yeah. It's allergies. And uh, so that's where I'm at. Well, uh, you know, for a long time, you know, I think I've mentioned this before. We've been doing this show for a very long time. I used Who, to get, me? Yeah, I feel like I, I don't even know how many stories I've repeated. And, and none of them are that important or interesting. Hmm. But, hmm. It, but really, what is a podcast? <clears throat> I used to get right. sick a lot. The show is in the show. Yeah, I used to get sick a lot in Florida. And then I moved here and I didn't get, I got sick about one fifth as much as I used to, at least. But I did develop some kind of allergy, which is weird because, you know, Florida's a pretty blooming place. Oh, it is. It's a blooming onion. But we got an did, old did you house. Ever, uh, we got we got did lots you ever make of make a white castle slab out of an India's sacred cow in Florida? What the what? Say again? I said, did you ever make a white castle slab out of India's sacred cow down in Florida? I don't know if I have. I want to say no. Hmm. Hmm. We're more cracker barrel people. Did you ever potty train the chairman Mao oh. down in Florida? Is this butthole surface or rolling stones? <laughs> Butthole surfers. <laughs> wait, wait, did I did I guess right? I yeah, you did. Oh, Florida. I don't think the ro- <laughs> yeah, Florida. <laughs> There's and a creep in the cellar, and I gotta let him out. <laughs> uh, good morning, everybody. Anyways, uh, but here's the thing: it's drive time radio with Merlin. It's drive time butthole surfers. I oh so Jesus, my pot's boiling. Hang on. Oh, fuck me gently. Shut mm. up. Mm-mm-mm. Do your job, sir. <laughs> I, everything's everything's all fakakta here now. I had a blowout. You know, I had a blowout in my blowout. coffee filter. I've had. I've had. Uh, it's just well, that's mostly it. But that that, and I'm getting. I've got really bad snot. See, I used to will. I think. God, fucking damn it! Since I moved uh, here to this horrible town, I think I have willed myself out of many colds, even as. I continue to have these allergy things where I talk like Jello Biafra for a while, and mm-hmm. uh, and this latest one, I says to myself, I says, "This no, is just an allergy." That's normalizing, though. That's normalizing. That's no, a San Francisco yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, he's from here, or kind of. I think he's from here. He's Fakakta. Anyways, I, I got all kinds of snot. My family's grossed out because I got to keep blowing my nose. 
Oh, you have it right now. Well, because you sound you sound normal. Well, thank you. I, it's nice to sound yeah. normal. What happened was, <laughs> talk about our illnesses. I had the mm. sore throat, and the sore throat moved up. And I says to myself, I says, you know, this is just allergies because this goddamn city you live in, you've developed allergies. And I kept telling myself it's allergies because for some reason in my head, telling myself it's allergies rather than an according to Hoyle cold somehow feels more, I don't know, masculine to me. Like I can, I can, I can get through this. I just, if I say to myself, it's an allergy, but then I had some bad night sleeps. And, uh, anyways, now I got all kinds of snot. So what, what do you, you, does yours always start with a sore throat? I feel like mine does. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. That's no. why I feel like I can. That's why I feel like I can beat this one. That's why I feel like this isn't a real one. Yeah. Mm. Because <laughs> we haven't had a good one of those in a while. <laughs> because it didn't start in my sinuses where it normally does. Okay. All right. Now, what it wants to do right now, right this very second, is it wants to move there. Uh-huh. And I am refusing to let it do it. Leave it. You know, like, yeah, everything's fine. You're cool. I'm cool. Just fucking leave me alone. Stop it. Stop right where you are. Uh-huh. Turn around and go back out. Take your shoes off. Uh-huh. And let's try this again. It's so interesting to me. It, it strikes me that you have, um, in, a, in a somewhat unconventional but very creative way, you have relationships with things. And you, uh, it, what might sound to an outsider as though you're talking to yourself is actually outward directed. You're talking to your throat. You're talking mm-hmm. to a possum. <clears throat> you're talking mm-hmm. to a crow or a cat or another mm-hmm. cat. And you, and you say to them, you say things like, crow, I see you. Or you say, mm-hmm. listen, here, uh, possum, we need to have mm-hmm. a deal. We need a deal <laughs> here. We, we need to yeah, understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, or no, two days ago, I yeah. was at a park. I had a, uh, I had a frosty. A Wendy's for those frosty? Of, uh, yeah. For those of you not in uh, the United States who don't have a Wendy's in your location, every once in a while I'll stop by a Wendy's, I'll get a frosty. That's a good frosty. It's like a milkshake, but it's, well, how would you describe the difference between it's a, a frosty It's like and a, a if you were going to make a milkshake out of soft serve. It's a soft serve milkshake. That's right. And it's, and it's thick. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it, it can't, it can't drink through a straw. Mm-mm. Anyway, I had half a Frosty, uh, and I left it on a picnic table because I was summoned to a different part of the playground to do a job. There was a dad sitting right there, but I was summoned all the way across the playground to do the job that that dad could have done just fine. Hmm. And as I walked over, I was like, hey, what's up, shirker? And he said, I've been working my ass off and I'm done. Hey, hey, hang on. Is this a dad you're acquainted with or is this a nope. random dad? Random dad. He, I think, had been pushing the merry-go-round for a long time. Oh, like a whirly gig, just, like a manual, yeah. a manual spinner? Yeah, and had decided that it was over for him. Just as I think we arrived and then I got pressed into service and I was like, you're sitting right here, dad. <sighs> and he was like, not me anymore. It's on you. Mm-hmm. So then I'm pushing the whirly gig and I look over and there's a crow up on a, on a wire and he's, he's appeared there and I can see him from across the park. He's eyeballing my frosty. Oh, sure. I'm I'm pushing the whirly gig, but I've got one eye on the crow. Mm -hmm. 
And then he drops down to the ground, a safe distance from the picnic table. But you know, there's no reason for him to be there. What's he dropping down to the ground right there for? Yeah. Oh, did he see a worm? Mm-hmm. Not, I'm just on the ground. Don't mind me. Yeah. Did he see a French fry? Yeah. I don't think so. Because I can see. Maybe he saw something shiny for his collection. Mm, something shiny. Sure. That's what he wants you to think. But I can see he's got one eye on that frosty. Oh. And so I'm pushing the whirly gig, but I'm, you know, I've got an eye and a half on the crow at this point. And then he does two very casual hops. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think he hops toward the picnic table or away from the picnic table? I mean, my, my gut would be he hops toward the picnic table tentatively. Well, he does a little bit of a lateral. He's not, it's not, it's neither he, toward He's establishing toward. a perimeter. That's exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's over here? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm just, I was just like, oh, I was just passing by. I'm just a crow. So the world gig's going around and I'm getting yelled at, of course, because I'm, because I need to go faster. By the children or the errant father? By the children. No, the errant father's just like laughing. He's got <laughs> his hands on his belly just going, ha, 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 because he, he thinks that this story is about me having been co-opted into being like uh, he's Tom Sawyer and you're painting the fence. That's exactly right. God damn it! And we're you know we're having a little friendly dad chat like along the lines of you know if it weren't for you, buddy, I'd be sitting over there enjoying my day. And, and he's like, ha ha ha! It's mm-hmm. all you. I don't care about you. You're just another. You're just another dad. And I'm like, we'll see. But then the crow hops up on the seat of the picnic table. Oh, no, no, no. At which point I say... You go to DEF CON too. Mm-hmm. And I start... And I give the I give the whirly gig an extra good, strong push, and I start walking across the park. <laughs> and it's far enough away that the crow doesn't register me as belonging to the picnic table. Because he was a late arriver, I think. Now, I don't know how far away he was watching this scene before he hopped on the wire. He might have seen me drive up. Mm-hmm. He might know my license plate number. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I start moving, and then he hops up on the on the table, and now he's two and a half feet from the frosty. That's that's I, well within uh, an easy twenty sided die roll for a ranged attack. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. He might have actually technically <laughs> gone into melee. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in my experience. I have not seen crows tend to be pretty meticulous. I have not seen a crow just go rogue, knock over a frosty, knowing that even though he's going to get chased away, eventually the spoils of war will be his. Crows are not desperate. You don't see. You don't see. Uh, you'll see a seagull covered with taffy, but but you're not. You're not going to see a crow. A crow is a dignified bird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a seagull, you know, a seagull might just like bump into it and then. And then wait for me to, you know, wait for my fury to abide, uh, to abide and then come back. But so the crow and I are headed, we're both headed in the same direction. We're triangulating toward the frosty. He's a lot closer than I. Okay. Oh, but I start. Talking. Your heart like, must be thumping. Well, I'm moving and I'm like, hey, crow, hey, I see you. Mm-hmm. And he registers me, but it's not clear that I'm on a collision course with him yet. And about halfway across the park, he says, oh, this Frosty belongs to somebody. 
it's that guy and he's moving. He's made the connection. Yeah. So he has to decide, you know, what's his, does he go over and look in the frosty? At which point I will be, I'll be hustling at that point. I'll be moving. Mm -hmm. He registers that that's probably what's going to happen. And he, he seeds the ground. Hmm. He take, he takes another hop away and then to the skies. Not today. Not today, Crow. He's working solo, though, so you could do that Tricky Crow thing where you, like, distract over here while the other guy moves in. He's working solo. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. all by himself. I don't, know where, I don't know where his team is. I think that th- that group of four crows probably is covering a larger area than the group of four crows that live primarily in my yard. Okay. The mm-hmm. group of crows that live in my yard are... They're often three crows, but a fourth will join them. And I don't know what they're living on. I don't know what they're doing here. Do you think they, they're I mean, you, you, you covered this in an older episode, but you and your mom have done ex- extensive research to try to find out where the crows go. Do you feel like he commutes to your yard or does does the crow and family actually sort of nest near there? No, no, no. It's a commuting situation. Okay. Because they all live and in I one tree in like a northern part of uh, the city, right? That's right. Isn't there like, isn't there one like crow condo? Somewhere where they all live. I saw a photo one time or a video one time. Like, there was like somebody found the tree full of crows. Well, there's the tree full of crows that's the staging ground okay. for, for the commute. It's like a park and ride. Mm-hmm. The crow, at the end of the mm. day, the crows all come to the south end of town and they fill up the trees. Okay. And then they move together en suite mm. to, the, to an undisclosed location. Yes. And I feel like, you know, the way when you're in rural Pennsylvania Mm. and you see like some people that have been living there for centuries and you think you guys didn't even have the gumption to get as far as Indiana. Oh, yeah. You know, you moved Mm -hmm. out, you went over the first couple, couple hills and you were like, this is far enough. Yeah. And then you go to Indiana and you're like, yeah, this used to be the frontier. That's right. Like a long time ago. Yeah, two hundred years ago, this was the frontier. Let's let's start a clan here. Yeah, but let's put down like, some roots. So, get, so you get a, get, get a barn people. with a Confederate flag, that kind of thing. Huh? Yeah, they had some brave people in their family two hundred years ago, but then whatever the bravery just went out of them, hmm. and they're living in they're living next to the Tippecanoe battlefield. Oh, I think about this a lot with Florida. I always think, right? why did why'd you stop here? I mean, well, at any stop. point, and really at, at any point in Florida, you're like, why? I mean, because of course the terrible joke is the the last chapter of the novel is where they realize no matter where they go, they're still in Florida. But why mm. did you stop at this particular point? Why, why Indiana? <laughs> why uh, Waxahachie or whatever? I don't know. If that's you know, we're uh, Waxahachie. Yeah. That's probably Georgia. That sounds like a Georgia. Uh, it's on the Georgia Florida border. Okay. We but like, are why, why, why Pensacola? Is it because because you know this this is where veterans will be. You know? Well, no, you don't want to go any any further, and you're in Mobile. Ugh. You're in Mobile. Mobile. Mm-hmm. Mo- you're in you know Mobile. Mm-hmm. Going Mobile. You don't want to go. You you don't want to go all the way to Alabama, so you stop in Pensacola. Yeah, you got some sense. <laughs> 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 this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com/supertrain. <sighs> I can't believe I have to do this again. I can't believe it is still the case that not everybody is using Squarespace. Let's try this one more time. You need the Squarespace. There are so many things that you can do with Squarespace. 
You can create a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into a new site. You can showcase your work. You can have a blog or publish other kinds of content. You can sell products and services of all kinds right from your very own site. You can promote your physical or online business. You can announce an upcoming event or special project. You know, uh, if you uh, if you wish it, uh, it is no dream. I, I think that's the quote. But, you know, you got to get the Squarespace. It's so good. How do they do this? You're asking yourself, how possibly even can they be doing this? Well, they do this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers. They have powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online right on your site. The ability to customize the look and feel, the settings, the products, anything. Oh, so much more. Just a few clicks. You just click and you got a website. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. They have a new way to buy domains. You can choose from over 200 extensions. They have analytics that help you grow in real time, built-in search engine optimization, free and secure hosting with nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And if you ever find yourself in a jam, not to worry because they have 24 by 7 award-winning customer support. I continue to use Squarespace all kinds of times. I use it throughout the week. I, you know, uh, I'll be using it today for the Roderick on the Line podcast because guess what, team? That is where the Roderick on the Line podcast is hosted. We do it all right in their beautiful CMS. We got a beautiful website. Uh, well, you know, I could probably use an update, but you know, that's not Squarespace's fault. But you get a podcast out of it. You guys, Squarespace. So here's what you do. You go, you check out squarespace.com slash supertrain for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use that very special offer code supertrain. That's going to get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain, squarespace.com slash supertrain. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, we're Western people, you and I. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. well I mean, I am. You, yeah. you have become a Western person. Your daughter is a Western person. <sighs> right? Her feet are firmly planted in the... In California, she ground. brings a jacket. Yeah. Well, she will. Well, you guys she's, in umbrellas—that's her in jackets. She's like, forget yeah, it. Don't need it. Wasn't Don't. raised to need a jacket. I've also raised but, you not to need an umbrella. No, no, no shade, no lemonade. But you bring—if mm-hmm. you bring the proper jacket, if you bring a wax coat, you're not going to mm. need the bubble umbrella. Mm-mm. Oh, she brings the umbrella, but not the jacket. Oh, it's way worse. I don't want to take you off your oh, crows, that's, but that's Jesus crazy. Christ, Jesus! I no, I no, I am the like umbrella valet. Like oh. I carry the umbrella, and if she needs it, she uses it, and then I bring it back home because she doesn't want to bring it at school. I don't know what they're doing at the schools that she never wants to have anything there. She doesn't want a jacket. She she's got seven books, but like she she can't have a jacket like a person. But, you know, that's the have irony. You, the irony is be being raised here. So when you move here, what do they tell you? Layers. You got to have the layers. Yeah, so I always do, have. That's th- the first thing they say. You got to have layers. You got I always have three layers, at least. I got many, many layers. That's because mm-hmm. I'm a transplant. She was born mm-hmm. in it. She was, she was formed by it. She's like the bane of San Francisco. You know what I'm saying? And so she, she just like, I don't need a jacket. And she rarely gets cold because oh, she was raised nice. in, this, in this horrible, horrible area. Yeah. <laughs> have you. In the process of being her Jeeves, mm-hmm. have you never said, uh, little madam, let's take a trip to the REI? We've tried it all. We've tried it all. What we finally landed on, no, quite the opposite. We bought her so much nice stuff. We And you buy it a little big, you know, but you grow into yeah, sure. it. But, but like, big. that's the problem is it doesn't matter how nice it is. So now, like every other parent... It's mainly Target and H&M because she's going to leave it somewhere. I tried putting Bluetooth tracking devices into her clothing, but she doesn't like uh-huh. that either. 
Because no. she kept losing it. She kept losing like really nice, like like name brand uh, clothing. And so now we just H and M it because it's all just going to end up on the playground in a in a pile of mud anyway. But you no, haven't, it's, it's, you you haven't know. interested her in uh, uh, in outdoor gear as a fetish item. Oh, I sure have tried. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I thought that that was going to be the hook. It was like some combination of, of fashion and ruggedness. Yeah, ruggedness. Beefiness. I mean, you could, you could sell a lot say. of stuff you can sell on pockets. You yeah, look saying? at all the pockets. Look at all the zippers and the straps yeah. and the, yeah. And the hood, the hood just rolls away. Compression straps is do you, what. Do you what, suffer from this, John? Going. I mean, do you suffer from this? I mean, like I imagine, like us, you suffer from the whole like you got to put shoes on thing. But like, do you, do you struggle with getting the child to become slightly self sufficient with regard to climate or other things? One uh, this morning, as a matter of fact, as we were walking to school, uh, my little person was fretting about the fact that we were going to be a little bit late. Yep. And this is a thing between the two of us. Mm. Um, if only there was some way we could avoid being late. Yeah. If only yeah. we would listen to the walking 52-year-old clock in the house. If only if only we <laughs> 722, had left. leave it in seven minutes. <laughs> Apollo's gonna crash. So she's fretting. And yeah. but we've been working on fretting too, where because <laughs> she'll get she'll get worked up into a fret. <laughs> and I have been saying like Okay, now you're in a now you're like in a loop. You're in a you're in a uh, cycle now where the fretting is fretting about fretting. Oh, it's very Buddhist. Yeah, I, I call that being a sad tomato. You become a sad tomato. Sad tomato. But you know, she will. She'll start to. You know, she'll go into a mode where she's just like, "We're going to be late. We're going to be late. We're going to be late." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, shush, shush, shush. Yes, we are going to be late, but that is not." That is not our mantra on the way to, sc- to school today. Mm-hmm. There are other things we can occupy our mind with other than a we're going to be late loop. Oh. Yes. So I said, let's cut across the park. Well, you know what it's like cutting across a park. Mm-hmm. You've got the ultimate cut across the park park. Oh, and it's very cut acrossable. Yes, it is. There's there all kinds of ways you can cut across our park. If this you don't mind a, a confederate ghost. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Or or a hundred of them. <laughs> this is a park where there is no path to cut across. It's a gra- cut across the grass. Oh, do you get concerns about rule breaking? Well, no, it's not that. But halfway across the grass, because this is the Pacific Northwest and it's the morning. Mm-hmm. Halfway across the grass, she says, my socks are wet. Oh, sure. And I look down and she's in a pair of tenny runners which were made to be very light in order to win the Boston Marathon. Mm. And that means mm. that they have no there's no structure to them at all. They are made out of they are made out of tissue paper and and plastic. And uh, believe me, the shoe thing in my family is crazy making because I have pretty I have pretty, you know, like uh, what I think of as reasonable standards for practical, what constitutes very, very practical. Are there other shoe buying decisions that are happening outside of your purview? There are oh, shoes arrive. Shoes arrive. The uh. other day, a pair of shoes arrived. They were ballet flats that had the word "love" on them. Mm. And I said, "I listen. If all of my shoes had the word love on them, I would be a happier person. Yeah. But ballet flats are not shoes." That's not city shoes. No, ballet flats are. That, that's like for maybe the, like walking to the basement. It's the pajama of shoes. Uh, how do they even stay on? If you started to run, you lose both your shoes. 
you lose them. They're and, not good. I mean, they're, they, they, they're tapered enough that you could climb uh, a fence if you needed to, but that's not, mm. that's not rugged shoes. I mean, I, you know, it's like, I mean, I have to, I have to get graphic sometimes. I have to say, don't touch anything in this city that you wouldn't want to put in your mouth. Cause once you've oh, touched dear, something, dear. it will go in your mouth. Touch, dear, touch dear. minimal muni. <clears throat> and when you're, if you're like me, when you're going on the steps at uni, you see, I'm making a fist. You use the fist on the railing. Do not rub oh, your palm down 40 feet of railing, sweet no. Maui onion. Do not no. do that. And at the same no. time, imagine that you're barefoot because that your shoes, your shoe, if you're wearing a ballet flat, you might as well be barefoot. Yes. Well, and also like, don't walk all the way to town and back and then put your shoes on me mm -hmm. or take your shoes up and lick them, which sounds crazy, but it's a child, right? No, you, you, you've got it. You've got to put it in these terms. So, yes, all the time, a shoe will appear, which came from, there's only a couple of places it could have come from. Yeah. She's not buying her own shoes, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you, yeah, absolutely. Especially when you, if you're being a little bit, a little bit Sherlock Holmes, and you look yeah. at the, at the, at the, uh, you know, you're taking away everything that's outlandish, you're doing an Occam's razor on the shoes, and you get down to, there are probably, there are three people in your family that are very, very likely candidates for buying shoes for your child. And yeah. all the rest of the world is pretty much an unlikely candidate. The way I look at it, you got you, your mom, and your baby mama. And Susan, conceivably. Susan, but we, okay. But we can eliminate a couple of those possibilities. She's, isn't she in Ethiopia or something? She's, Susan's in Ethiopia right now, so she couldn't have bought these particular shoes. But... My mom would never buy a pair of ballet flats that have love written on them in cursive. Okay. Oh, you know what? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. <clears throat> so I, I narrowed it down pretty fast. Yeah. But the, but the larger point is there should never be a pair of shoes that cannot. Well, no, let me, let me uh, re retract that. If you have a pair of shoes that cannot walk across a park without becoming waterlogged. Oh, God then those are specialty shoes which can only be worn in specialty situations. They are not general purpose shoes. They are not put those shoes on and let's go to school shoes. Absolutely. And, and this also points out how important it is. Just think about this. How many jobs have you ever worked on where the project manager was a child? Never. Because hmm. children mm -hmm. make terrible project managers, and I'll tell you why. Children hmm. assume that everything will mostly go the way they like or imagine, and that's not how we plan we plan for the things to come up that we're not prepared for. There are the known mm. knowns and the unknown knowns and the known unknowns mm -hmm. and the unknown mm -hmm. unknowns, mm -hmm. right? And so you, yes. plan, you plan accordingly. The thing is, we don't wake up in the morning going, I, 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 we might walk across, we're going to walk across wet grass. We say we might walk across. You might need to pass through a dog park for reasons Who that knows? are not clear at 630. Thank Who? you. Who knows? Thank you. This is an argument to raise the voting age to 21. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Although, let's not get into that. No. Um, the point, uh, the yeah. point for me Close. is, as Western people, yeah. we have, in our, in our lineage, bra brave people. Mm -hmm. People that got up and left Florida and oh. kept going. Yes. Maybe brave, maybe haunted, maybe pursued Oh, maybe sure. They could be on the, maybe a little people. reckless, maybe a little bit desperate. Maybe only pursued by things in their mind, <laughs> hmm. but still pursued. Yeah. Oh, that's no, that's that counts.
Now, in your case, the bravery exhibited by your mother was to go from Ohio to Florida, which is a kind of bravery. Never trust a a Serb. A kind of pursuit. Yeah, never trust a Serb, especially not when they're crouching. (laughs) Right. Um, but, But for you to be in San Francisco, for us to be in Seattle, I mean, coming to Seattle from Alaska is a little bit of reverse bravery. Mm-hmm. On my part, but you know, I had to come get, I had to get reestablished. I didn't want to be a a coke dealer. <laughs> it was, but what's your future in Alaska? <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Who knows? I didn't know enough about hockey. Yeah. To to live in Alaska. Oh, I see. It's like getting out well, of the hood, right? It's a basketball or rapping, except for you. Right. Now today, it's probably meth. I think meth is more economical and scales up better, probably. Oh, or like yeah. Oxycontin, the 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 uh, the the pill drugs are are popular everywhere yeah. now. But no, I mean, if I had stayed in Alaska, I would have been some country lawyer, wore a white suit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> but my feeling, my feeling is in the in the great wagon train of crows that leaves their roost every morning. Mm-hmm. The crows in my yard are equivalent to. The crows that live in, like, western Virginia. Like, they don't get that far. They, the they crow, mostly they, they work in D.C.? Yeah, the crow park and ride mm-hmm. is just right down the hill from here. So, whatever, however these crows staked out this turf, where at the, where, when they're making the deals with each other, and they're like, okay, I'm going to take that White House up on the top of, the, of this hill right over here. Mm-hmm. The crows in the group who are like, wait, I still have like 15 miles to fly and you're just peeling off here and you're going to sit in this guy's yard all day and, oh, I see. and, like, and like crow at magpies. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, well, somebody's got to do it. I mean, we got to cover a lot of ground here. So anyway, might, might as well be me. Mm-hmm. yeah, might as well be me. But when I look at them, I can't, they don't appear to be lazier crows than other crows. Hmm. I just don't feel like they got very much hustle. I think I feel like okay. these these are the crows. They might it might be a legacy thing. Yeah, like my daddy always was here at this White House. Uh-huh. So cheap will I be? Well, that's where you got to give it to the seagulls. They're dumb as a bag of hammers, but they got a lot of hustle. Well, the, the seagulls never get up here. Yeah, which is, oh, we which get is we get them here. People feed them. Mm. Well, you know, you're not that far from the sea. People I'm a leave, little people, bit further. People leave corn out. They leave corn for the gulls. Really. Ugh. In the park, yes. Somebody who I will eventually identify has what appears to be probably a one-pound bag of corn bits that they dump in the park. And it's some crows, it's uh, some jays, uh, but a lot of uh, you get a lot. Of, you get a lot of gulls, and then they, they 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 commute to their wire, their phone wire, which is you know on a diagonal, you know forty sixty feet away, and you can tell right. because there's an entire big line of where the poop went off of the wire. Uh, and that's what we have to walk to to get to Walgreens. What are you going to say to the the corn person when you meet them? When you finally see them dumping corn out in the park, what are you going to say? I should prepare for them. Off the, off, the, off the dome, I'm thinking, I say, look, hello, I live in the neighborhood too. It seems that you have a good heart and you want to help these birds, but have you really thought this through? Have, mm-hmm. you, really, have you really thought this through? And they'll probably say yes and I'll cry and go home. But mm-hmm. but because that's you know how it is with me I'm actually from Ohio uh, multiple sure. in Ohioan. 
We're sorry for everything. Um, no, but I, I want to say, you know, you're attracting these bad birds, these bad, dirty birds. And, and then yeah. they, you keep, you've basically conditioned them and arguably yourself into this idea that there's always going to be corn in the park. You know what I'm saying? I do. There's always going to be corn in the park. It's, 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 it's real, real. It's, I don't want to be unkind. John, I'm trying to be kind. I want to be. Decent. I know you are. I know you are. I hear you. You're trying to be a little hot. I don't hate birds. There are some good birds. I, I used to work with a bird that I liked a lot. Mm. But but some of your best friends are birds. Some of my best friends are birds. I've got photos with them to prove it. Mm-hmm, but they mm-hmm. do have beady eyes and a very suspicious yeah. carriage. And I think any shit they could pull over on me, they would do in a heartbeat. Yes. I don't oh, think I'm I don't out. think I'm doing anything to them. I don't think so. Now maybe now maybe I have wronged them in ways I don't know. But I do not like the idea of a corn dump in my park. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Corn dump right there. That's not a phrase you ever want to hear. Corn dump. There's what been a good, corn dump. What good is gonna come from the phrase corn dump? What is this in service of? You know what I'm saying? When uh when I was a younger man. When I was twenty one it was a very big and- corn. I had a friend that worked uh, for the um, that worked on the ferries there in uh, in San Francisco. He worked for the the Blue and Gold. Sure, big fan. The old, old Blue and Gold fleet, the, the most famous for being the 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 boat that takes you uh, to the Alcatraz Island attraction. Oh right, right. But they they uh, they probably least, go to like Richmond and stuff. They've got they got they've got a wide purview. Back in the eighties, uh, when this one went over to the Berkeley Pier, it, it was like a commuter mm-hmm. boat as well as a. And yeah, it was uh, like they one had for a, like Sausalito, people use for commuting. That's right. There was a bar on this boat that oh, my friend still is, on. Mm-hmm. and uh, they used to take bread. Now, listen, don't if you're if you are going to write an angry letter, write it to Merlin, okay, at Gmail. <laughs> Send it um, care, care of me, black and gold ferry line, any town USA, San Francisco, nine triple oh one six. That's right. Hmm. Uh, they would take uh, bread, they'd rip it up into big pieces, and they would dip the bread in vodka. Hmm. And then they would stand on the stern of the boat as it went across, and they would throw it up in the air for the seagulls that were trailing behind. Mm-hmm. And they would throw vodka soaked bread up. And the seagulls, you know, they're they're pretty uh, adept at, at catching it in the air. Oh yes, and uh, and they would throw it up there, and and they would um, they would watch the seagulls get drunk. Oh, you can get a uh, seagull drunk. Yeah, and then they would sort of like start to wobble, and eventually they would have to go sit <laughs> on the on the ocean. I'm just gonna lay they, here for a minute. <laughs> they would stop fucking. It's like with you the boat. and your boss's boat, right? That's right. I'm just going to lay here for a minute for the rest of the tour. <laughs> uh, but and I have no idea whether a seagull eating vodka-soaked bread would would get enough alcohol in it to be like toxic to it. Mm-hmm. But the these uh, these teenagers that worked for the Blue and Gold, uh, they did this because the seagulls just tormented them. They like were. They were just, they covered the boat. They followed the boat. It was just constant mm-hmm. seagull. You leave anything, you leave a baby unattended and the yeah. seagulls baby, are all The baby's over. gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll eat it right down to the bone. That's why they tell you at the airport, never leave a baby unattended because they're going to have mm-hmm. to go and go and do some kind of controlled explosion. 
I actually do uh, do a voiceover for the the uh, the SeaTac Airport that says that exact thing. Is that right? Hi, this is this is John Roderick. Welcome to Seattle Tacoma International Airport. Uh-huh. Please do not leave your baby unattended. Like even for like an hour. Like even an hour is yeah. not safe. That's right. Yeah. Don't ask. I mean, and, and this is another. That's another one of my overhead announcements. Hi, welcome to Seattle Tacoma International Airport. This yeah. is John Roderick of the Long Winters. Hmm. If someone asks you to watch their baby for an hour, mm-hmm. report it to the nearest airport security. Oh, see, that's smart. Um, I have I have two fast anecdotes. We recently had to uh, not had to travel. We recently traveled, and we had to stay at lodging, and we did things. And uh, mm-hmm. I, have two, I have two anecdotes for you. They're, they're very quick. The first is that when I was in line uh, for a roller coaster at a theme park, because I'm a roller coaster man. Um, and so basically, you, you know, you, you queue up and you say, like, what row do you want to be in for this roller coaster? And you wait there. And uh, the lady in front of me was wearing scuffs to the amusement park. Now, when I what say scuffs, that? I want to be super clear. Well, you know, like the kind of thing like an old lady would put on when she gets out of the tub? You know, uh, like, like t- terry cloth shoes. Ter- oh, terry sure, cloth sure, shoes. Sure. With sure. like a like a rubber bottom. Wait, those are called. They, those have a name. They're called those scuffs. Are called scuffs. Yeah. Well, that's what we call okay. them in my family. Scuffs. All right. All right. I guess they do. You you do kind of scuff along in them. Well, it's sure not the kind of thing I would want to wear to an amusement park personally. No. But no, I just no, thought no. that'd be a good. That's a good file card for your ongoing file on the on the dissolution of society, and because it's the kind of roller coaster that doesn't have a floor, she she took them off and held them with her bare feet. No. Yeah. No. She took off her scuffs. Um, The other one was that in the – I'd love to send you this video. Um, In the uh, hotel room we were staying in, uh, it's, you know, kind of – resort's the wrong word. But it was a a little bungalow, and we have a front door and a back door. Back door was open, and uh, a duck came in our room and just checked the place out. And I'll send you the video because it's pretty great. Was it near to a duck area? Yes, it was duck adjacent. The ducks and they had whatever the ones. I don't know if it's a heron or if it's a. It's one of those with the long skinny bill. They had those. Uh, there were we were adjacent to koi, but mainly there was ducks. There was ducks of very. There's white ducks. There's mallard ducks. There's one I, I refer to as little guy because he was just kind of a loner and by himself. <laughs> little guy. I call him little guy. We were there for three nights. But in any case, uh, so so three ducks walked up to the back door. Two of them hung back while one of them, and nothing's cuter in this world than the sound of a, a little white duck walking. It goes slappa, slappa, slappa. Much like that lady with her shoes off, probably. Slappa, slappa, slappa. The duck came in to check the place out. I moved toward the duck. Of course, I made a video on my camera. And uh, it goes slappa, slappa, slappa. And I talked to it. I said, what, what are you doing, buddy? You coming to check things out? And he goes, hmm, hmm. And he, he kind of looks mm-hmm. around like a duck does. Mm-hmm. Him. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of move closer because he's, he's, as I move closer to him and the door, his friends are outside seeing if everything looks cool, I assume. And they're just going, oh. hmm. They're like, hmm. But he's like, huh, huh. And, and so finally I made a move toward the door and, uh, he, he, uh, he or she exited. But we had a duck. You couldn't tell whether it was he or she because, uh, it's a, because it was, uh, it's a white duck. A, a white duck. So it doesn't have like the blue, green. Yeah. You don't get the boy, you don't get boy mallard coloration. Hmm. I think that's called what's that called a Drake? Mm. Chance the rapper? Who am I thinking of? Um, in any case, uh, we had a duck in our room, and it was about the cutest thing ever. But here's the thing about ducks. I'm sorry, I don't want to work blue. Ducks shit. I know oh, this because when I lived in Tallahassee, there were what are called Muscovy ducks, and they shot oh, prodigiously. Yeah. They shot and shot, and it's a green, black, green, Ooh. black, slimy shitting. Oh. 
that's that, a goose. That's a goose uh, poop that we have up here. Big, yeah, I mean they're big, not they're big. not going to avail themselves of the honey bucket. Like they're just out. They're just out dropping deuces all over the capital city. Yeah, that's a Muscovy duck. But I, any, any, I, I mean, I don't want to lose the deposit. I don't want them coming in and and dropping dukes in in the uh, bungalow. So you got the duck out before it uh, before it made a mess. Yeah, I made a video of the whole thing. It's 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 real short, but I I think uh, I think I comported myself well. I talked to it the whole time. I called it buddy. Yeah. If memory serves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What uh, What do you think differentiated this duck from the other ducks that weren't brave enough to How venture in? How is this in? duck different from all other ducks? That's right. Um, I'm gonna Does guess. It, did it eat the bitter? Did it eat the bitter leaves? Yeah, a little bit of salt, and you got a seat mm-hmm. there for Hosanna. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so, um, so anyway, I, I you know I have to assume uh, you know one doesn't like to use the term alpha male. I think no, that is a term yeah. that has been widely refuted, even in nature. I don't oh, know. I don't true? know. I think he was probably kind of the head duck for his clan. Not not that kind of yeah. clan, but for his caress, for his duck caress. Or grand was it a thing? I mean, do you imagine within duck because I you know the the crows are complicated enough that you can imagine them drawing straws. You can imagine them drawing straws to see which one is going to get this the the frosty out of the straw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also also like um he doesn't you know, know you're not supposed to suck it. Yeah, they have a, they have a whole they have a whole society, but like within duck culture, I mean, I've watched ducks. I've watched a lot of ducks. Oh, I love watching a and, duck. And and I don't I don't see them like plot so much. Can I make a movie reference? Would you would you forgive me uh, a movie reference? Can, can, let, let's let's try it out. Let's well, first it of out. all, I also talk to birds. I talk to birds, and I let them know I'm here, and I see them there. I learned this from you, and so far it has stood me in good stead. I'm still alive, and there's no dukes oh. on my floor. But good. I'm, 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 I'm going to make a reference. When I think of a crow, you know what I think of? Agent Smith. I think it's a hive mind. Oh. Agent Smith from the movie The Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can mm-hmm. have, there, there, there can be many agencies, but they're all kind of, a, they're a hive mind. And here's the thing about a hive mind is that, uh, I mean, at least in, in uh, like, what's some other dystopic science fiction? In other kinds of dystopic science fiction, what that means is the instance of this kind of uh, character, animal, bot, whatever you see, is constantly communicating and integrating information with all, maybe Skynet might be another example. But the idea is they're all, quote, unquote, talking to each other in real time, right? right. Do you see where I'm going with this? Like, the crows but, do Agent not need, Smith, crows don't need a meeting. Agent Smith, needs a telephone in the room. Is that right? <laughs> uh, if you shoot Agent Smith, he can't just more he can't just reappear right there. He has to he has to reappear where there's a I'm telephone. I'm not a Wachowski scholar, but I think it the telephone is needed uh by Lawrence Fishburne's group to be oh, able right. to get into the matrixy thing. Right. I think that the phone is is for them. But there's some other thing that keeps Agent Smith from just instantly regenerating every time he gets blown away. Oh, I see. So, like, you kill one ant, it doesn't automatically regenerate like a new Mario life. No, it has he's got, to. He's got I mean, a, the ant has to pick up the phone somehow. Yeah, to use a Skynet uh, example, if a bullet goes through Terminator 2, yeah. it, Terminator 2 just goes blorb mm. and... I don't remember how you kill a Terminator 2. Do you remember? How do you kill oh, a Terminator 2? brother. I know one the way. Li- the, the, liquid, the liquid metal. Oh, one. so sad. So sad. Mm-hmm. We watched that with my, I watched it with my daughter that and I cried. I cried when the robot oh. was on the chain. 
I cried. Oh, no. Oh, oh it's so oh, sad. I'm sorry to bring it back. He I'm says, no, it's all right. It's a little bit triggering for me. But basically, the T2 says, like, hey, I know how to take care of this. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And so he's going he's gonna, to yeah, fuck you, asshole. He goes down the chain. Into the oh, no, no, no. So, but he's fighting... The he's fighting the other Terminator, the 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 one made out of mercury. Oh yeah, the policeman. Yeah. Yes. He's. I think that's a more that? advanced. That's a. T, I think that's a T one thousand, but I'm not sure. Oh, oh, that's what I meant to say. I meant to say T one thousand. Oh, sorry. Anyway, yeah. Okay. There has to be some kind of plot device that keeps Agent Smith from being a super, like an unstoppable superpower. You have to be able to stop him. And I think that's true also of of crow hive mind mm-hmm. they can't just spooky a- action at a distance everything yes. you can still you can still goof them mm-hmm. you can you know you can put out a thing of yogurt and fill it halfway up with vodka and be like here yeah and and, <laughs> and the, the, the smith cr- is <laughs> i'm the going crow to eat this yogurt miles away and eat this yogurt what? mr anderson <laughs> the one that you know, the crow, the crow twenty five hundred miles away that you did this to already two and a half months ago. He can't communicate directly. Oh, so to you're that talking problem. legitimate, true. We're, not, we're the opposite. Well, not opposite, but but opposite of the uh, spooky action at a crow distance. Right. Okay. I, yeah. 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 Hmm. You know, they discovered two new galaxies that don't have any dark matter. I saw you tweeting about this, and I was confused. Yeah, it's very confusing. Hmm. Dark matter is, uh, you know, like why would there be some one place and not and none the another place? Do we need dark matter? Is dark matter part of what holds everything together, like the force? Well, we don't know. Oh, that's why but, it's dark, right? Because the the only reason we know there's dark I thought, matter. Did we discover dark matter by its absence, or am I thinking of a black hole, a dark hole? No, 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 no. We discovered it by its absence in the sense that for the univ or for the galaxy to be moving like it's moving, yeah. It would need X amount more matter in it. Okay. I, I didn't get to that level of math. I had geometry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even do good in geometry. But Me neither. I took it as a senior. These galaxies, what? That's a sophomore class. Oh, it's an eighth grade class. Seventh oh, it's eighth an eighth grade. grade class. I guess that's right. Sophomore is algebra two. So I took algebra two we had, twice. We had, we had geometry <laughs> in, I think, in ninth grade. Was it's so, where, where it's so annoying to be a nearly college-aged person with literal children in your class. Sitting in algebra 2, Ugh, yeah. Because you know how little they get. Oh. Not, even a ninth grader can be real little. Really little. Oh, some of them were real good at the, at the geometry, though. <laughs> I, went to, I went to tour a school recently yeah. that had some fifth and sixth graders in it. <laughs> they seem huge. And you can... You, well, no, you can see the progression between like, because this is a school that had little babies in it too. You see the babies and you're like, ah, they're babies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're they're cute if you own one yourself, but they're just hateful little shits to everybody else. I think a child is a little child, bit like having a bird. Like where you need oh, to be, you exactly need to be real, like you need to be real into it. They're super noisy. They poop everywhere. Yeah. And eventually they say something. Your neighbor has a bird. Yeah, if your neighbor has a bird or oh, we got a, a neighbor child, bird. We like, got a neighbor bird. Cock. Cock. You do? Cock. <laughs> cock. That's all it just says cock all day. I don't know where I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's yelling back at Judge Judy, but it just goes oh, no. cock. Oh, it should be it should be living in the Castro. Hmm. Move that over here. Boy, <laughs> ouch.
You know what you could do Ouch. in the Castro that's fun? You soak some bread with vodka and you throw it through the air. <laughs> then they have to lay down. Uh, so anyway, uh, docs. Yes. Yeah, so, wait, but then, but then I'm looking at I'm looking at like second, third, fourth graders, and they look like kids. They're kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah kids yeah. are great. Look at them. They're learning stuff. They've got puzzles. They're like, check it out. I drew this thing, and you're like, what is it? You know, like kids. Oh no, they're very ki- no. Now that I have a fifth grader, the little ones are look real little. But when you look at a sixth grader, yeah. you're like, oh no, oh no. No. no, 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 not, not this, not, not this, surely. Oh, okay. So here's a shot from the back of waiting in line at Southwest and look at the, look at the height differential on that. So they can, they can, they can share shoes now. She's about, she's about five, two. Well, now I'm looking. Did you send that to me within the Skype? Uh, I did not. I, I, I'm not. In, I'm, I'm going to use Skype as minimally oh. as possible. I sent it in your in your oh. text channels. Can you get to that? Okay. Oh yes. Yeah. Whoa! Look at them. Some of them look like Janis Joplin. Oh yeah. Well, this is uh, San Diego. What are you going to do? Oh no, sorry. This is here leaving. So yeah, this, these are actual Joplins. But yeah, look at look at that height. Wow. Look at that height. My lady's five wow. six and change, and I think my daughter's about five two, probably pushing five three. Wow, look at that! Remember when she was a baby? She's, Remember how little she was? Uh, she's a little grown up. Look at her. Yeah, Harry Potter backpack. Yeah. Here's the um. Well, yeah, that's not gonna last. Yeah. Well, come another on. another year. The Harry Potter backpack. Oh, I want to. I want to put a fork in, in your anecdote though, because I totes agree. When I go now, so it used to be when I had a Kinder. That's what we call them. When I had a Kinder, I thought the kids were enormous. And now that yeah. I have a senior, a fifth grader, uh, the kids look impossibly small. And, yes. you know, and some of the kids are starting to get the secondary characteristics, the fifth graders. Well, I know. I mean, some of these fifth graders are, are, should be in line waiting for the bus to take them into the national parks where we won't see them until they're 22. I think we, we could amend the entire program. A lot of these kids need to be cutting trail. Now, when you're now that you have a child that is on the cusp of being mm. an age where she should go cut trail for a couple of years, how do you feel about the possibility that she would go away uh, and come back later? I'd miss her sometimes. You'd rather not. I, well, right? you, I, you, I mean, uh, here's the thing, though: in for a penny, in for a pound. Right. So I, I believe so much in the trail cutting program. You know, so think about the military. You think about the military. And you think to yourself, well, I don't want my kid to, you know, have to, uh, you know, go go die in some uh, terrible foreign folly. But, but you know, they, they do get to retire at 40 and have insurance for life. Anyway, um, but in that case, you say, yeah, but if I'm a, uh, if I'm a go-go military person, uh, I, I, have to, I have to send my child into the Army. That's my obligation. My noblesse oblige is I got to send Junior into, the, into Helmet Land. Correct. And in my case, as much as I think I have a sweet, precious angel for a daughter, uh, she should probably cut trail. And I think she's ready. She's yeah. ready. You know what? She's not ready. And that means she's ready. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. If yes. you're really ready to cut trail, you probably don't need to cut trail as much. That's exactly right. But there's you no don't. place on the form where you get to check off, is my kid ready or not? That's why the trail. If you're not ready, you're ready. Oh, if you're not ready, you're more than ready. And if you're ready, maybe you're ready. When you're when, you're, when like, you're on day four and trying to make a belt out of things you find by the side of a trail you just cut, that's when you're going to know if you're ready or not. Yeah, because you're not you're not of, you're not really ready. That's the point. To me, part of the point of the program is we show you how not ready you were for this. Well, that's exactly right. That's that's the, that, mean, that is the exist the reason why it exists is to show you that you're not ready for anything. 
we've we've uh, we've we've advanced a lot of theories on this program. Yeah. And uh, over the years, uh, they have almost all one hundred percent been proved correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, by independent investigation. You know where you There's don't get to, you, know, you know where you don't get to work on your vape rig when you're cutting trail. Yeah. So, you, you know, know who there's no six skateboard moves. No six skateboard you know who's moves. Not collecting Pokemon. Who? You on the trail. Pokemon go cut. to the trail. <laughs> but the um, the cutting trail theory of the universe. The older I get, the more I hear from people who have been uh, friends of the program for a long time, who are in education, who are parents of uh, kids, who are just people living in the world. Yeah. Uh, and the more our uh, philosophy is confirmed, mm-hmm. confirmed by firsthand experience, confirmed by uh, by rigorous testing in controlled conditions, mm-hmm. there's n- no one ever comes and says, no, seventh and eighth graders should be given free reign and given their own phones and allowed to live like, you know, like the grownups they think they are. Uh, I'm going to drop an analogy bomb on you. There's a lot of people. Maybe they're single, maybe they're not, but they've got it all figured out about kids. But by virtue of the fact of having heard a baby cry loud on a plane and that made them sad, or by having a toddler, seeing a toddler run around in a restaurant, they know everything about kids now. They got it all figured out and they know how super annoyed they are. Now, now on the other hand, you get people that basically think uh, kids are like dogs, that like it's, it, this is, this is a sweet, precious thing. This is the difference between running a greenhouse and collecting seeds. If you collect seeds, you have a tremendous amount of control. You can organize them. You can put them wherever you want, and they'll pretty much stay seeds, and they'll be real cute as little seeds. It's real different to run a greenhouse. A child, a child is like running a greenhouse as opposed to collecting uh, seeds. Uh, mm. And then pretty soon, pretty soon, so we had some babies crying on the plane, and you know what? I, I gave them this. Hmm. I gave them, the, I gave them mm. a little head nod, head nod. Like, yeah. People, I saw somebody on Twitter say this the other day. When you have a screaming infant on a plane, it's too bad that there is not a universal symbol uh, that you could throw to that person to go, I feel you. Yeah. Because yeah. if the you're like I, me and you say, do you want me to walk your baby? You sound like a creep because I'm obsessed with babies and I love babies. You yeah. know, that's because now I have a greenhouse. Now I have a greenhouse. I'd love to carry some seeds around for a while, get it a sling. You know what I'm saying? The way I do it is I address, uh, I address the crying baby. I say, oh, are you feeling sad? Set tomato. Little baby. Yes. And uh, then the parent knows I am not hating them. I am, uh, I am, I am uh, just, uh, I'm having a little moment. And then I look at them after it depends because some parents are like, and they look at you and you look at them and other parents are like, why are you talking to my baby? I feel nothing but utter, utter sympathy for everyone except the people who are mad. I feel well, so much it. sympathy for the baby and so much sympathy for the parent. And how often is it like a mom traveling by herself with an infant? Which, that oh, you the- know she's having fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Johnny, Johnny Vape Pen over here is all mad because he can't watch his movie. And it's like, oh, God. Try traveling and handling baggage and doing that all stuff with an infant car with a car seat. Doing all yeah. of that by yourself. You can, handle, you you get- can handle a little bit of sad baby. People don't realize that you got to get babies from place to place. They, you can't leave Otherwise, them in one place. Otherwise, they well, just no, have to and, blow them up. Well, and also, what's going to happen to the human uh, the human experiment? Right? Yes. We can't just all have babies in one spot. Oh, uh, you have they, to distribute pile them. up. That's yeah, a really you good get point. Them out. Like so every Johnny time Apple you're like, oh, yeah. why do you have to travel with your baby? Why don't you just stay home? Why it's why like you no. Stay home? no. 
This is part of a project. This is like the sp- we send out the spores. No, I'm trying to do Excel. No, 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 no. You have to make room for the spores because that's how we're like push. Every time a every time a dandelion goes push. I don't know if this is Aloha, John. I don't know if this is Aloha, but I'm going to give you a little bit of a. It's an either nor or an either if, which is you the the, the, the there are things between a uh, seed and uh, greenhouse. You know, to everything there turn turn things. turn. Sure. I have a plan. I'm rehabilitating here in my office. And th- I've been through like three rounds with this thing. I, I, I treat You're this rehabilitating thing. the oh the plant. Oh yeah, somebody in my household who likes to get rid of things tried to throw Planty out last year. No, oh, no. I found Planty and I grabbed Planty <sighs> and I have been husbanding Planty back to health. Okay? How do you be a person who looks at a plant that is that is suffering? Yeah, and say, oh, this plant has outlived its usefulness and huck it. I don't want to get all fucking Terry Schiavo on you here, but here's the thing about a plant. A plant that looks well and properly dead for perhaps months, ha, you may be super surprised. It is vegetative in a different way. Right. And so in that instance, you, you may be surprised to discover if you give that fill a little bit of water, you, you put that in, you put the water in the thing, you put some new, some nice dirt in, you make it nice. And then put, put the lime in the coconut. Yep. That's right. You do this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I do that well, three times also, a week with planting. You play a little bit of jazz for it, right? You play a little bit of, of, of like a soft music that brings uh-huh. the plant. You know, back to a place where it feels yes. My my like, mine likes sure Spandau Ballet. Yeah, yeah. You're playing some indie rock for it. You're playing some early pavement. And so, but you give it some of this stuff. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and this is why it's a lot like having a child. So, first of all, somebody in our house threw Planty away, put it somewhere that nobody thought they'd notice that Planty was gone for a while. Don't don't don't. Planty got disappeared. Okay. Well, guess who found Planty? Two yeah. thumbs right here. I found Planty. Here's the thing. Now, I worked on Planty for a good long while. Mr. and Mrs. Shiva, that's you. I Well, you know, that's a complicated story. A lot of people don't know how that really went. But, oh. but here's what I'm here to tell you, is I have been through three, three, three different uh, revivifications of Planty just since last August. I thought I lost Planty two more times. The most recent, I brought Planty to my private office. Guess what I discovered? Planty wasn't looking so good. Planty wasn't making new blooms. And guess what I discovered? I discovered a big, fat fucking worm on the underside of one of the leaves. Like a disgusting, bloated, this thing was fat with planty. And you know what I did? I took it outside and I threw it on the street. Oh. Oh, you didn't, like, dispatch it yourself. You said, you said, find some delicious plant to eat here. No, I said, have a little muni, have a little muni, scarecrow. Put it right on the tracks. Uh Now, 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 I think I'm clear, right? I think I'm clear. I come back, I'm doing stuff. I'm helping plenty. I'm husbanding. I'm playing Spandau Ballet. Everything's going great. Guess what I discover? Another fucking fat worm under a leaf. Whoop, 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 whoop. This was the problem the whole time. Down comes the portcullis. Well, that and having a partner who throws out a perfectly good plant. And and so now, oh, buddy, we're seeing blooms. We're we're seeing green on planty where there's never been green before. It you know? was the it was the worms. It was the worms, but it's also the it's get you get aphids. You can have lots yeah. of things. You need the right, you know. Just having a flame is not going to make a fire, buddy. You got to have fuel. You got to have oxygen. Oh, oh, a flame doesn't make a fire. Flame doesn't make a fire. Flame helps that's a fire. One of the great. That's one of the great Billy Joel songs. Tra- mm. <laughs> I uh, I was uh, I went on I, w- I went on Reddit the other day. Oh man. 
Uh, and I never, I've, I've only been on there a couple of times. And mm. I don't like it. Don't, don't you like have it. a fan I know people, site there for your podcast? Yeah, but I don't, but I don't like it. I don't like being there. It's, it's, uh, there's always somebody that, you know, like there are a lot oh. of people that are just having a good time. And then there's always some, there's Meh. always one guy. Meh. Yeah. And I don't, and I, and I don't like that guy so much that I don't even want to be there. Ugh. And the thing about, a fa- about Facebook is that if, you know, if you get that guy on Facebook, you can always be like, Hey, I see you dumbass." Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, Oh, I just, Oh, er, er. but on Reddit, they just double down. Oh, like, hey, there, there are like- a lot of people who are very confused and very emotional in the world. But Reddit is really a wonderful home for people who are confused about emotions. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying it's a powerful mixture of people who have extremely strong feelings, but don't really understand what the fuck is going on with them. And right. that gets directed in some very, very unproductive ways. And it, well, and it that, makes so this particular noise. Meh. 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 That's not what I need. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need that in my life. And, uh, and so I don't, you know, I don't go around there. But I was doing an AMA, which is called an Ask Me Anything. Yeah. Um, and those can be uh, nice. Those can be nice. It was fun. It was mm-hmm. fun. I was enjoying myself. But but I was on I was on there as part of a uh, let's see I I was not on there as John Roderick. I was on there at, under the name of the podcast that I was uh, that I was that I'm on. I was there as like Friendly Fire Pod okay. slash dot org. And, uh, but, but whoever set up this, uh, friendly fire pod slash dot org, um, had followed some channels. Oh. I don't know. I don't know who set it up and I don't know why they followed these channels, but the, the account, and it took me a while to navigate through the different menus to figure the, the, out how This is what you I call can, a, a subreddit, right? A subreddit. Mm-hmm. Yes they followed various subreddits and it took, it wasn't, it wasn't obvious right out of the gate. Like how do I go find out what those, where those are saved and delete them? Yeah. And I wasn't even sure how I got where I was enough to know, like, is this one of the people I work with account? Is that why they followed things or why? Hmm. Because they followed some subreddits with, um, titles like, Oh, Mm. and cute alert. Mm-hmm. Then there was one on craft cocktails. Mm. And then there was some other stuff, you know, like, that could, like, could be an atom. That could be an atom. Like, you know, like bunny love and stuff like this. So I, so when I was answering questions, then there were other times when I was just kind of sitting there expecting someone to write a question and I would look, I would scroll my main page and there were a lot of... Uh, Imagine it being like the album signing and Spinal Tap. We were just sitting there, <laughs> blowing your nose, waiting for people to come. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, it's not a, you know, it's not a big college, or not a big college town, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but there were... So I'm looking at these, like, aww, subreddits. And there were so many where it would be a video of an, of an aminal. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh doing something, climbing out of a bag or going in a bag or <laughs> chewing on a toy or like you had a toy and the animal jumped up with excitement or a lot of excited animals, a lot of animals that were 
that were that were happy to see you. Yeah. But the captions, and this 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 has to be new because I'm not new to the internet. No, it's not your first day. And by by new, I mean in the last couple of years because a lot of things are happening over on Reddit where I don't have eyes on everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But almost universally. The captions said something like, uh, in the voice of the aminal, uh-huh. right? So there's the aminals that are like, oh, wow, such, such, wow. Oh, such, wow, that's mini funny. dog, something like that. Yeah, and like yeah. lolcats, all that stuff's funny. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. in these posts, the voice of the animal said things like, daddy, aren't I being good? Yeah. Or mommy... I want you to see my toy uh. or daddy. I, you know, I'm so glad you're home and one after another. And I went and looked like at my subreddits that I was subscribed to, like, is this some fucked up? Did somebody sign up for some like, like, is this an April Fool's thing, or are you trolling me? Is this a porn thing? What is oh, like? It, oh, did you did you wonder? I mean, if it were me, I would wonder: is this a meme I'm not familiar with? Right? Is this a meme? Is there a second level? Right. To so, it? Third is party, sarcastic, third, it, third party daddy writing. Yeah. But no, no. This is the language that this uh, that <laughs> this culture, this subreddit, is now. This is how they are thinking of the world. Uh, that their dog is saying, "Daddy, I brought you a." Uh-huh. something that's a lot of levels Dad, daddy look at me aren't oh, you proud okay. okay this this type of thing where the dog it's just a dog right the dog is just like eating a bone or whatever and he looks up i mean if, if you get a, if you get something look. you get something like an if if, if i fits i sit and that's that's a bit that, that i think i think is works and, and always always makes me if laugh I fits, I sit. yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. and sometimes they'll show you one of like a lion sitting in a box and you're like see it's true all cats if i fits oh, i sit see, that's great all but, the cats if i fits, but it, but, i sit but if instead it says daddy do you enjoy my box that would be very upsetting yeah to me. right right or like am i a good box look, boy i'm sitting yeah. in a box yeah uh, right am i a good box boy? Uh, and so i don't know what that you know i'm always it's got a little bit of a power things. exchange feeling to it know what it is I'm always looking for things that are indicative of decline, <laughs> right? That's been a that's been, that's been fairly obvious for a while, right? <laughs> well, the signs have been there that one might want to perk up one's ears. Daddy, do you love my ears? Yeah. Indicative of decline, and watch the, the these scrolling through these. I had that queasy feeling of like, oh, this the center cannot hold. <sighs> this this isn't this isn't. Um, this isn't a sign that we are thriving, mm-hmm. but I don't know, but I, you know, now I'm out in the world and I'm driving along and somebody in a, in a Subaru Forester pulls up next to me and there's a dog in the back. Is that dog thinking, mommy, look how good I'm doing mm. in my, in the back seat. Or mm. is the mommy talking to the dog that way? Like, like, I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I don't know now how to be out in the world with this information and know how to interact with other people because I already had a. I already was starting to have problems with interacting with pet owners, and now and I know I'm. No, I'm going to get yeah. letters. I'm going to get so many letters. Oh boy! But uh, just send them to Merlin at Gmail. Yeah, Golden Blue Line. 
Now, does this make you want uh, to explore this more? Do you feel like now, now that you are attuned uh, to to things that are indicative of decline, do you find yourself? Uh, do you, are, are you going to explore deeper into this animal daddy culture? Do you think? I mean, I don't think I, I, so. I, you, you, you go to Reddit, you can catch up on slash r slash you know, the giant anime tits or wrap around sunglasses rifle dad. But in this Hell case, no. yes. So, so uh, do you find yourself uh, needing, wanting, uh, craving some resolution to the daddy issue, the daddy mommy no, the, talk? The, I feel like the human animal uh, relationship, the human like. Uh, aminals as friends as companions mm -hmm. uh thing is now it's like it's like um it's reached critical mass it's like blooming in ways that i can't get a handle on and it seems to be all headed like after after tens and tens of thousands of years of animal husbandry mm -hmm. we're now we've we crossed the boundary not that long ago to like aminals as um, like the focal points of our emotional lives. Right. Like, we've had, we've had aminals as friends for thousands of years, mm -hmm. but aminals as like the thing that we are focusing our love attention on and that are bringing <sighs> love to, to us. Yeah. That seems new. And now it's just like, boom, it's exploding everywhere. And I don't know if I want to, any, I don't. I don't think that that's the area of investigation that I. Okay, I. I, 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 I don't want to overstate or fixate too heavily on the creepiest part of this, which to me is the mommy and daddy appellation. Uh, but my question to you is: like, you go back a few years, and uh, it's one thing to caption your cat, imagining uh, that they can has cheeseburger. Yes. Right, because and that's that, that's mean, just I the cat it. speaking as the cat. I love it when a cat can has cheeseburger. Yeah, when the child was a child, you know, it set aside childish things. But now in, in this case, now, I mean, so now it's talking to you, addressing you directly about a topic as its nominal parent. Either that it is a baby mm. or that it is a full-grown uh, personage. Who is using baby talk. And that if an animal could talk, it would mainly talk about the desire for your approval. Right. Like, I can has cheeseburger sounds like an adult cat. It conceivably could be an adult cat mm -hmm. that it, and the I can has yeah, with grammar. A, with a Z, yeah. Gives you an indication of like about the level that the cat is operating at. Oh, which sort of is like, like when the Chick fil A cow. Uh, uh, says eat more chicken. Yeah, eat and he more has that chicken. kind of backwards like, that backwards Toys R Us style of cow writing that we're also familiar. Yeah, with. Yeah, chicken with ch c c h i k. Yeah. Like, um, like you get a sense like, oh, right, if cows could write, they wouldn't be smart. We can see that by watching them. Yeah, it's not like a cat. Cow isn't a dolphin who just doesn't have thumbs. Hmm. Like a cow is a cow's not. You know, oh, no, 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 no. You're, that's not off, operating on a dolphin level. No, no, because dolphins are like, I don't know what they would build if they had thumbs. Look at, well, look, I mean, they, uh, they're out there, like, they're out there tormenting whales and sharks. Who knows, they're embarrassing who knows what they're thinking creatures. or what they're preparing for. I don't want to go all Douglas Adams here, but those are some pretty smart right. fucking animals. 
Right. And that's not a cow. If a cow could write on a billboard, it yeah. probably would misspell a word chicken. And and likewise, a cat that was presented with a cheeseburger probably would like garble the grammar a little bit. I mean, even like uh, even physicists who move from Slovenia, they get the grammar a little bit mixed up. It's a confusing right? language. I, it's a it's a, but, you know, polyglot hybrid, you know. But for for a cat to say mm. for a cat to call you daddy mm. or mommy, particularly if a cat called you mommy, yeah, there's something else at work here. Oh yeah. That's a that's a full grown aminal. And even in its own language, mommy and daddy, it either outgrew or it is adopting as a form of sex game. Mm. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're walking around the house and your wife is yelling at you about uh, about something, I don't know. Like this a plant, is just a plant that I keep bringing in. Like, yeah, like a plant that's yeah. covered with worms. She doesn't say, "Daddy, I told you not to bring that into the house." Right? Oh. She's not Nancy Reagan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, you'll notice, for example, I don't want to sound like I'm pissing from the high ground here. But when I speak for the duck, here's what the duck says. Hmm. Hmm. Which I think I'm gonna guess is pretty close to what the duck is thinking. The duck is thinking, hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? I'm in this, I'm in this uh, bungalow, and I'm checking things out. And, and, and I think if that duck could make a noise, it would go, hmm. That's how. That's how the duck would pronounce bungalow too. Bungalow. bungalow. <laughs> I'm in this uh, bungalow. <laughs> and, uh, oh, bungalow. Walk, 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 walk. I feel like when the crows listen to me, talk to them. Um, I don't like put a voice in their head because I feel like they're when I think of a crow looking at me and thinking, I think of that meme where a person is kind of staring off into the distance and in the background there are very complicated mathematical equations written on a blackboard. Oh, okay. Oh okay. You know, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great that's a great um Yeah, you, you, you got know. you got the lady staring and then you got the math. Or or is that Galifianakis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the lady staring and then the math, yeah. Yeah. And so I think of the crows doing math. And I think generally in the hive mind sense, the crow's mentality is, yeah, talk away, human person, mm-hmm. but we were here before you and mm-hmm. we will be here long after you. Hmm. So this frosty, go with God. But I the don't, don't want to be, I, we're running a little long and I don't want to be totally Roland uh, Barth here, but let, let's look at it this way. If I ask you to define the word giddy up, like how would you define the word giddy up without mentioning a horse? It would be difficult to do. In some ways, well, in some ways, what I want to postulate is that we have been taught by the horse how to make it giddy up, but we eventually Mm. discovered the word giddy up, which is the thing that makes the horse go. Did we train the horse or did the horse train us? Are you sure it's not the kick in the flank that makes the horse go? I bet I mean, you can say bacon cheeseburger and kick it in the... <laughs> if you kick it hard enough, it'll go? <laughs> kick it, yeah, it'll be I don't like, know if oh, that scales up. But see, with the crows, if you take this line of thinking, which I think is very sound, and you apply it to the crows, who knows how much work we're doing for the crows? Because we've arrived at a place where we're comfortable with the relationship. Also, just to be fair, I think when you speak to the crows, they hear a... A plain-spoken man with a clear tone of voice, and even that if it comes across as uh, "may I mumbo dogface did the banana patch," I think sure. I think that crow is going to absolutely understand that you are establishing an accord with them, even if they don't know the exact words. That's like that's giddy up for a crow relationship. 
We know ghee and haw are the words that we traditionally use to tell an animal to uh, go left or right. No. Yeah. Really? So if you say ghee, it means turn right. Okay. And if you say haw, it means okay. turn left. Okay. And that works on draft horses. It works. It's They use the same term with sled dogs. If you find a horse in the wild, will it know that naturally? Has it, has it spread That's as with the... Know. Okay. Like the ants or the crows or Agent Smith. We don't. We still. We have no way of knowing how that's encoded upon them, or let's be honest, us. Somebody knows gi and haw. Yeah. You start saying gi and haw to planty and see what happens. Okay. okay. I mean, maybe if you say gi and haw, though, it'll be the worms that hear uh-huh. and change their. Oh. But you know, if the worms all move right, the plant mm-hmm. is going to move right. Huh. Let's test it out. I'm going to start saying gee and haw to people. <laughs> As I'm walking down the street, I'm going to go gee and see if everybody ah, gets ah, out ah, of my way to the right. <laughs> ha! Uh-huh. All right. We'll see if it works. Hmm. Oh, these ducks are pretty cute. Bungalow. <laughs> and so say all of us, tap into America. 